Welcome to Directions in Rashi, a podcast that will help you understand individual comments from Rashi throughout the Chumash, and that will also introduce you to some of the general principles which I feel uh, directed Rashi in his creation of his commentary, and that will help us to understand his commentary better all around. In this week's Shi'ur on Parshas Nitzavim, we will examine a verse that contains, in its simplest reading, one of the most obvious and fundamental principles of Judaism, and which, according to Rashi, also hints at another principle that is less well known. In Perik Lamed, Pasuk Yudtes, we read that Moshe says to the Bnei Yisrael in the name of Hashem, I have called as witnesses upon you, the heavens and the earth. And the testimony that I give is as follows. The life and the death, life and death, I have placed before you. The blessing and the curse. And you will choose life. In order that you and your descendants will live. So here, the Torah is stating this great principle of Judaism that we believe in Bechira, we believe in free will. That HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us a choice to either do that which will lead us to life or we can choose to do bad, and that will lead us to death. We can choose to do that which will lead to bracha, to blessing, or we have the power to choose to do that which will lead us to klala, to curse. No one is forced to do anything. No one is predestined to do anything. A person has bechira. That is one great principle. Another great principle is in the words, Uvacharta Bachayim, Hashem commands us, you will choose life. As Rashi explains on those words, Ani Shetivchru I am teaching you and instructing you that you should choose the portion that brings to life. This is like a person who says to his friend, Choose for yourself a good portion of my inheritance. Pick out a good portion. And then he places this person on the nice and beautiful portion of the inheritance. And he says to him, This you should choose. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu advises us to choose that which is good. Now, Let's take a look at Rashi, and we will discover, after some analysis, some more fundamental, fundamental points of the Torah. On the words, I have called as witness upon you today, the heavens and the earth, Rashi says as follows, in his second explanation, Hashem said to the Kla Yisrael, Look up at the heavens that I created in order to serve you. 
perhaps they have changed their character. Perhaps the globe, the orb of the sun, has not risen up from the east and caused the whole world to be bathed in light, etc. Has that happened? Look at the land that I created in order to serve you. Perhaps the land has changed its character. Perhaps you planted it with seeds and it did not sprout. Or perhaps you planted it with wheat and it brought forth barley. That, of course, also never happens. And what do we see by these entities, the sun, the, 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 the heavens, and the earth, that they were not made for reward or for loss? They don't get any reward for doing what they are intended to do, and if they would somehow fail to do it, they would not be punished. If they merit, if they do what's right, they don't receive any reward. And if they would somehow sin and fail to do what is right, they would not receive any punishment. Yet, Yet the heavens and the earth have never changed their basic character. They always do what they're supposed to do. So atem, so you, if you will merit, if you will do what is right, you will receive reward. And if you sinned, you will receive punishment. So all the more so that you should make sure to do what's right. That's the Rashi. Now the Svas Emes, written by the second Gera Rebbe, raises a question on this Rashi. He says it would seem that the proof that Rashi is bringing from the heavens and the earth is not a proof to what we do. The heavens and the earth always do what they're supposed to do. So Rashi says that's a proof that we should always do what we need to do. But points out to Svasemis, there's an essential difference between us and the heavens and the earth. The essential difference is what we learned at the beginning, what we learned already from this Pasuk, and that is that we, as human beings and as Jews, we have Bechira. We have a choice. And we have a Yetzirah, which tells us all the time to do what's wrong. The heavens and the earth have no Bechira. They have no choice. They have no Yetzirah telling them not to do what they are intended to do. They are like robots. They simply do what they were programmed to do. They have no choice in the matter. So how could the Pasuk say, according to Rashi, that, look, Kalal Yisrael, look at the heavens and the earth, they always do what they're supposed to do, and you, for surely, should always do what you're always supposed to do. Well, wait a minute. They have no choice in the matter. They simply do what they are programmed to do. We, we have this... uh, we have this uh, nasty fellow, the Sahara, who's always tempting us to do what's wrong. That's why we sometimes do what's wrong or fail to do what's right. It's no comparison and no proof from the heavens and the earth. So asks the Svas Emes. However, he answers as follows with the very fundamentally important point. 
He says, I'll read just a few words. Miderech HaTeva, it is the way of nature, it is the way that Hashem made the world. That everything, every item, every creation is nimshach, it is drawn after Hashem and His commandments. Every creation naturally is, has a tendency to follow what Hashem wants. That's the Creator. Im kein vada. If so, it is for sure. Le and a person, a human being, is has this nature no less than any other creation. A human being has a natural draw towards Hakadosh Baruch Hu and towards the mitzvahs of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. But the person is is given a choice that he can follow the Yetzer Hatoiv, the good inclination, which would be this natural inclination to follow the Creator's mitzvahs, and also the human being is given a Yetzer Hara. He is given an inclination to do that which is not appropriate. But if the human being will not allow the bad to strengthen itself and to win the battle against the good, if he will not give extra strength to the bad, So then, automatically, from himself, from his natural state, he will be drawn after the good, after what Hashem wants, just like all other creations. So here, the Svasemis is telling us a very important fundamental point, that a human being, every creation, is essentially good. Every creation essentially is drawn towards the will of its creator. A, crea- a, a, a human, the human creation does have the ability to corrupt itself. But if he does not allow that corruption to take place, he will naturally be drawn towards that which is good. So what Rashi is saying over here, what the Pasuk is saying according to Rashi is, look at the heavens, look at the earth. They have this natural draw, this almost magnetic pull that pulls them towards doing what they're supposed to do. You have that also. And not only you have that, you have something else. You have the promise of a reward if you will merely allow yourself to be pulled towards the mitzvahs, which is the natural pull that was placed in you by the Creator and the Commander who commanded these mitzvahs. Just don't allow yourself to be corrupted. Don't allow the Yetzirah to grow stronger and stronger to the point where it can push you off the proper path. Based on this fundamental principle, the Sfas Emes explains in a very novel fashion a posik in Tehillim. In Tehillim, chapter Samech Beis, Posik Yud Gimel, it says, Ulecho Adonai Chosid, to you Hashem is kindness, meaning you are the great source of kindness. Ki Ato because you pay to each person according to his actions. Now, as we'll see later, there are other ways of translating this Pasuk, but the Sfas Emes understands it, that it means that Hashem, you are the uh, the master, you are the source 
of chesed, of kindness, because when a person does a good deed, you pay that person for his good deed. That's how he understands the simple meaning of the Pasuk. But he asks a question. Why exactly is that called a chesed? When a person does what he is supposed to do, he does good, which is what he is commanded to do, and then Hashem pays him a reward, why is that called kindness? Usually, if I ask you to do something, if I order you to do something, if I have that authority, let's say I'm your boss, and I tell you, uh, sweep the floor of the store, and you do so, and you do it well, and I pay you your salary, would we say that I, the boss, am a bal chesed, that I am an extraordinarily kind person, I am the source of kindness, or would we say, I think we would probably say, that you earned what you got. You did what you were supposed to do. You did it well. You did it quickly and efficiently. And therefore, you deserved to get the, the, the salary. The fact that I paid it doesn't make me a nice fellow. It doesn't make me an extraordinarily kind person. It means that I at least am just. I pay. I give what I am obligated to give. So why here does the Pasuk say that when Hashem pays a person a reward for his good actions, that Hashem is thereby displaying his loving kindness. Says the Svas Emes that based on the previously explained principle, we can understand this. Because how hard really is it for a human being to do that which is right? Sometimes it does seem very difficult, but Really, the Svasemis is saying, all a person has to do, all, quote-unquote, all a person has to do to do that which is right is simply not allow himself or herself to be corrupted by the Sahara. If the person does not allow himself to be corrupted by the Sahara, by the evil inclination, automatically the nature that is imbued in the person by the Creator is to do good. So when a person does something good, does he really deserve such a big reward just for not allowing himself to be corrupted by the Yetzirah? So the answer is no. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu still rewards us when we do that which is right. So therefore, L'cho Hashem, L'cho Adonoi Chosed. You, Hashem, are the source of of loving kindness. When you pay us for our good deeds, that actually is an act of kindness that is actually giving us a gift beyond what we deserve. Because to do that which is right is really not so extraordinary. It really just means allowing yourself to be pulled by the magnet that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has set up from the time of your creation. Another question that the Svas Emes answers with this principle is a question that he quotes in the name of the Rambam. And the question is, how could there be a mitzvah in the Torah that says, V'yahavta es Hashem elokecha, You shall love Hashem your God. Love is something that is totally believed. It is something that is in one's heart. Well, how can you command me to have a certain feeling in my heart. This is a this is an old question. The Svasemis answers Alpidarkoy according to his way here 
that the answer is yes, Hashem can command Hashem can command us to love Him. You know why? Because the love is actually implanted in our hearts from the time of our creation, from the time of our birth. That's how Hashem made us, that we have a natural attraction towards the Kaddish Baruch Hu. We naturally feel that love towards the Kaddish Baruch Hu. The mitzvah of the Ahavta is merely that we should not allow ourselves to cling to various tavais, to various physical desires, and thereby become corrupted and thereby destroy the love that is naturally in our hearts. As long as we don't allow that to happen, we can, on command, so to speak, love Hashem, because we do love Hashem. That is our nature. I mentioned before that the kasha that the Svas Emes asks from the Pasuk in Tehillim is based upon his own understanding of the simple meaning of the Pasuk, and that the Pasuk can be explained differently. Let us examine this. Let's uh, review the Pasuk in Tilim, and let us see how Rashi, in his commentary on Tilim, explains it. The Pasuk in Tehillim, Samech Beis Yud Gimel, says, Ulecha Adonai Chesed, To you Hashem is Chesed, you are the source of Chesed, Ki Ato because you pay to a person according to his action. Now the Svasemis understood that to mean that you pay reward to a person according to the good deeds that the person does. And the Svasemis raised the question, why is that called chesed when Hashem pays us a reward for doing what we were supposed to do? And he gives his answer. However, let's take a look how Rashi explains it. Rashi, in his commentary on Tilim, says, uh, we will see this point, but I'll say it out first. Rashi understands that Sishalem Laishkemaseo means you pay a person punishment. You punish a person according to the actions, the inappropriate actions that he or she does. And Rashi says as follows Kimaasehu, Hashem pays a person punishment like his actions, says Rashi, but not literally according to his actions, only partially. A person may have done, so to speak, $100 worth of sinning. Hashem might only punish him $75 worth. Of course, I have no idea what these numbers are. But Hashem does not always punish a person fully according to the real value, quote-unquote, of his sin. And Rashi says this is Ke'inyan Shinemra. This is similar to what it says in another Pasuk in the book of Ezra. In the book of Ezra it says, Ki'ato Elokeinu, because you, our God, chasachta lamata me'avoneinu. You saved lower than our sins. What does that mean? Let's take a look at the book of Ezra. The book of Ezra, in general, is talking about the, the Jews, the Klal Yisrael, who were exiled to Babylonia after the destruction of the first Beis HaMikdash, and at the end of their 70 years stay in Bavel, permission was granted by the Persian king that some Jews are allowed to go back 
to Eretz Yisrael and to begin rebuilding the Beis HaMikdash. The primary leader of this movement was Ezra HaSeifer. And he brought a group of Jews back to Eretz Yisrael. Why all the Jews didn't follow him is a discussion for another time. But it was a relatively small group of Jews that he brought back to Eretz Yisrael. And they began their work. It says in Perik Tess of Sefer Ezra that the leaders of the people, they came to Ezra and they said, we, we have to confess something. What we have to confess is that we allowed some of our daughters to marry non-Jewish men. And Ezra says, Ukshami when I heard this thing that the Jews had allowed themselves to intermarry, Karati Bigdi Umi'ili, I tore my garment and my coat, Uskani, and I began to pluck hairs out of my from my head and from my beard, and I sat desolate. And then he began to talk to the people and to encourage them to divorce these non-Jewish wives. And he told them, you, you can't do this anymore. And then he says, in Pasuk Yud Gimel, After all that has passed over us, in our bad actions, and in our great guilt, after all that we've done improperly, ki elokeinu, but you, Hashem, you are God, chasachta lamata me'aveneinu. You have saved below our sins. In other words, you have not collected all that you could collect. You have not punished us to the full measure. V'nasata lanu pleita kazais. You have given us a pleita, you have given us a remnant, that is able now to be here in Eretz Yisrael and to rebuild Jewish life in Eretz Yisrael. So, will we go back now to abrogate, to transgress your commandments? And to marry into these nations of, of toeva, of abomination? If we would do that, then you would be angry at us to the point of destroying us completely. Without any remnant whatsoever. So Rashi says that you see from this Pasuk, you gave us a, a discount, so to speak, on our sins. That yes, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, will look at the sins that a person does and he will punish if necessary if the person has not done tshuva properly but ki ki ma'asehu as the Pasuk says in Tilim. similar like his actions but not exactly according to the action if the Hashem would look at the whole action the person would be getting a hundred dollars worth of punishment but Hashem only looks ki ma'asehu he looks at like the action. He estimates and he estimates down so that the person is only receiving a portion 
of what he really should be receiving in punishment. That is how Rashi explains the Pusik in Tehillim. Of course, according to this, the Pusik altogether is not any uh, contradiction whatsoever to the Yisoid, to the fundamental point made by the Svas Emes. The fundamental point made by the Svas Emes is that a person naturally tends towards the good unless he allows himself to be corrupted. On that he asked, well, what do you mean? So then why is Hashem called the master of chesed when he pays a person for his mitzvahs, for his good deeds that he does? But that's only if you understand the Pasuk that way. But the way Rashi understands the Pasuk, that the Pasuk is saying that when a person sins, Hashem does not pay him exactly the, for the full measure of his sins. There is a certain discount that's given. So then that has really no connection to the fundamental point of the Svas Emes. In conclusion, everything that we've said here is very good, very, there are very good ideas that we should review and keep in mind as we approach Rosh Hashanah, Yom Hadin. On the one hand, yes, we need to tremble as Hashem prepares to sit down, so to speak, on the throne of judgment, and we need to improve our ways, and we need to do tshuva. But we also have to remember that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is L'cha Adonai Chesed. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the source of chesed. As the Svas Emes says, He will pay us for our good deeds. Because He is the one who implanted in us the ability to do those good deeds. Or as Rashi says, assuming that there's at least a little bit of tshuva, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will give us a discount on our sins. Uh, nobody even wants to pay part of what he owes. But still, there's the chesed that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives a discount. So a person should not become uh, despondent as the Yom Adin comes. He, should, he or she should go into, into the Yom Adin, into Rosh Hashanah, armed with this encouragement from the Svasemis. Thank you for listening to Directions in Rashi with Yochanan Joseph, author of the book Directions in Rashi, available from Feldheim Publications. Production aspects were carried out by Minagain Music. Visit them online by going to facebook.com slash Minagain Be More.